Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Some Sort of a Gaming Podcast. I'm guessing that's what we're going to call it from now, here on now. Uh, I kind of like, like it. it. I kind of yeah. like it. I like it. Yeah. You like it, too? T, how about yeah. you? <laughs> what do you think of that? Some Sort of a Gaming uh, I have no issue with it. I'm good with that. All right. Let's hope that it's not taken. Anyways, <laughs> so there's a, there's quite a bit of news this week, mostly when it com- when it's going to be coming from BlizzCon, and we're going to be talking about other things like Ubisoft and all this other stuff that's happening around the interwebs. But first, let's all start off with who's what people have been doing this week. It doesn't have to be gaming related, but you know anything interesting that happened this week. I'll go first. Um, I played Call of Duty at after parties the whole week. It was great. I am a level 36, 37 on multiplayer. My M, M4A1 is almost maxed out. I am halfway through the campaign. Specs Ops is hard. I'm enjoying it. I, I tell you, man, I really got to like, I people have been asking me to play Call of Duty since this has been out. And I'm like, you guys, I cannot get burned out on this game. This game just came out not even a week ago. I'm trying to you know, stretch my Call of Duty, you know, experience. I'll be burnt out by January and play Black Ops 4. So, but I'm enjoying that. And I also played After Party from night school, finally. It was a good experience. Minor, minor issues. Minor issues, like very minor issues. Like a little lag, a little lag coming from my end. Um, Maybe if I had a smoother console, maybe it would be more smoother. Um, some of the, some, some glitches, just like the game shut, the game shut down on me once, but that's okay compared to other games I played this year with their glitches. They very had, they didn't have a lot. Um, I love the story. I love how hell looks like in hell. I like the writing. I like the fourth wall dialogue. If you didn't catch it, uh, if you were listening, there'll be some fourth wall breakage in there with the dialogue and I enjoyed that as well um it also teaches you about sadness addiction loneliness rejection like really deep life shit like real life shit and I'm like I did not know that was coming from the game as at all at all and um I finished that yesterday and then I just edited a lot of videos and learning how to edit and making sure that after party part one matches with after party part two and how to put them together is it's it's tough especially when you're doing multiple videos at the same time I learned I've kind of fucked up a couple of times and I have to start over with the video cutting and editing but I kind of like it so um I'm glad Halloween's over um that's it. Wait, so you already finished After Party? Mm-hmm. How long was it? Not that long. Like six six hours, six, seven hours. Oh, really? Hours. Oh, Damn. Yeah, if you can, you can, you can play, if you pull it all night, you can play the whole game. Well, it's a single or, and or it was two good. sitting game. No, it's a single, like, you can, there's a, you can, there's replayability because I was mostly doing choices for Lola, the character in the game. But you can also move your uh, decisions towards Milo. 
I haven't done that yet. Um, one of the best games I've played all year. Great. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go next. I, uh, I've really got one day to play video games since the last time we talked, and that was, uh, basically the day before Halloween. Um, and I tried to basically throw a little bit of horror into the games that I was playing. So I started off playing, um, it was, it was a game that I got on the Epic Game Store called Stories Untold. And that essentially, I honestly had no idea what it was, but it was um, something that was free at some point because, you know, they give away free games every week. But it was basically what it translated to was uh, kind of a text-based adventure with some, like, minor graphics, like, built around a computer screen. So it was basically, you know, sort of basic you know, old school text-based adventure where, you know, it'd say you entered a room and, you know, there's a door towards the bathroom and there's there's a door towards the living room or whatever. And you say, go towards the living room. You could do look around, use all kinds of stuff. But um, it was all just kind of set in this one room uh, where you're at a computer and you're just typing away at it. And they had some things that tried to kind of make the mood a little bit more spooky, like the lighting, the lights would flicker in the room or the music would, you know, kind of impact things. And it was like, it was a cool little experience. I guess the whole game is, I think, I believe it was like four different mini games, but they all seem to be text-based adventures, which is why, like, I finished that first one. I was like, oh, that was, that was kind of fun, kind of creepy. But then, like, as soon as I saw the second one, I was like, I can't do this again. Because I, I assumed <laughs> it was going to be the exact same thing, where it's just like, text-based adventure and all you're doing is just kind of looking at the same screen for you know however long it takes you to beat it but still cool nonetheless for just that one experience um then i switched over to uh layers of fear which i believe at some point i've gotten free like four times and it just so happened i was looking for something to play on the epic store like stories untold because like the library on there keeps growing and i never actually play anything on there so um I went and played Layers of Fear, and that's a game that, like, you know, horror game, obviously, first person, kind of explorative, um, but still, you know, they try to catch you with some jump scares and some creepy things that are supposed to make you uneasy, but I'm not sure if it was, like, a combination of the fact that I had seen gameplay videos before of the game, like, basically a full playthrough in some cases, or if it's just the fact that, like, those things seem to translate to just kind of a walking simulator, but like it wasn't scary at all for me. And I kind of figured that going into it. Um, I know, I think Lady Infamous, you said you played it. I don't know if you guys played it as well. I don't, what did you, did you guys think it was scary if anybody played it? I played it. It, uh, it ain't scary like sewer roaches. So, nah. But <laughs> <laughs> you say that, but, but you had a gun to shoot the sewer roaches. <laughs> at least you I could defend I'm yourself. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, look, okay, the story. It, they had jump scares galore. I liked it, the artwork, and it was scary. Usually, um, before I got a PC, I used to watch a lot of PC guys play PC games. Um, Christopher Odd is one of them, and he played this game. So I was like, I'm going to play this game. So I jumped in. I, I didn't play the sequel. I know that one. I, didn't, I heard the I sequel's didn't actually not as good anyway, if you liked the first nah, game. No, 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 no. It, it, nah, man, I wait for it to, like... Gears of Gold or something like that, or Games of Gold or something. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I played that, and it was, I think I stopped after, like, 
45 minutes or so because I'm like, I'm just bored. Nothing's happening. Um, and then moved over to uh, play Jackbox again where uh, I just I specifically, we played some Trivia Murder Party, which we talked about last week. But then I also decided to try like, because there's uh, six games in the pack, I believe, or five, one of those two. And I was like, let me just try another one. And one of the people in the channel wanted to play um, this game, Dictionarium. Which uh, <laughs> was an interesting game. Like basically, what would happen is everybody would get prompts, and you would have to come up with like if it said, uh, I don't know. Let's say let's just pick something random. Mary's robot or whatever. That's the term. Everybody who got that prompt would have to come up with a definition for it, and then everybody would vote on what the best definition was. And then after you know that round finished, I think it went back and you took that word and that definition and you had to make a synonym for it. And then again, everybody voted and, um, you know, there'd be a winner. And then afterwards, everybody would have to use the created word in a sentence and again, voting on it and whoever had the most points at the end wins. It's kind of, I think in a way it's kind of like, uh, a child of quiplash It's definitely significantly different, but it's still kind of like that, prompt people for something funny and then people vote on it kind of thing uh, but it was cool like re- really quick experiences each round was like maybe 10 minutes or so so we just blazed through i think like six or seven rounds or something um but other than that i didn't get to play much like but i, I was kind of content with it because i at least got a little bit of um some horror experiences before i actually before halloween was over because i initially wanted to play a bunch for the month but just didn't get much time to play games so um, what about you, Zeldrick? Uh, well, my week was fucked. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> explain what, what you did. Yeah. It doesn't have to be gaming related. Uh, so, um, I live in the area where the California NorCal fires happen. Uh, luckily, uh, my, I didn't have to evacuate. Uh, but my town, most of my town was actually shut off. The pg e shut down. And luckily, I didn't have my power shut down because I'm on the same grid as a hospital. But I had no internet. So anything that was on my computer or anything that I had was it, and I couldn't stream. So um, Dead Space had to wait. And I instead uh, played a bunch of, of Metal Gear Solid Five, just trying to speed through that, the rest of what I haven't played, or just the rest of the game. Um, but... Uh, uh, because one of my friends had to evacuate, um, and she's never played VR before. Actually, she put on a headset once, and it was just like one of those video experiences or fucking whatever. Um, we um, uh, so we we played some Beat Saber, Autica, um, and I think there was uh, no, that was it. It was just those two at first, um, and then uh, uh, and she was having a lot of fun with it, so. We were just doing a bunch of VR stuff. Um, besides that, uh, we kind of, I mean, because I didn't have classes either, we kind of just had our own time. We went out and, like, just explored different food places and everything. So while California was on fire, I kind of had a relaxing time, weirdly enough. Um, but uh, that's, I'm back to streaming now as of, like, yes or the other day um and uh that was essentially my week that was it 
All right, great. And my, I'm, since I'm the last one, I'm going to be, I went, I actually started learning more things on Skillshare, like, like how to become or how to do certain After Effects stuff. And like, if I don't have After Effects, like what, what else I can use, like they say, like Blender or something like that. So I've been learning I, essentially, I guess, 3D modeling and like effect, effect making on for video production. Um, because I think it's starting to become apparent that I need to learn how to do those things too, if I ever want to get any, get anything going on in my life. So I started, so that's what I also started doing. But in the, uh, when it comes to gaming, I was continuing Valkyria Chronicles 4. It's gotten really, really hard. Or it's more like people have been dying in my game way too often. Like this last mission that I played had like maybe like a dozen people die. Sometimes the same person died like three or four times in a single run. <laughs> and um, Did you just restart? No, like because they... Valkyria Chronicles still does like permadeath, right? Well, it's permadeath if they die, and then like another, and then the enemy person or an enemy unit touches that person uh, while they're down. You can still rescue them if if you touch the downed unit. But they don't get revived. They're just like at the end of the battle, you still have them. Well, they're good to go again um like maybe a turn or two later oh, yeah okay that is if you catch them otherwise if the if the if the enemy if the enemy unit touches them while they're down then they're gone forever so like i said like you know like one like maybe like one unit died like three times in a single battle and that and I was like, man, this is, I don't know how else I'm supposed to beat this thing other than, you know, try to level up my units. But anyways, so I was doing that. And I also started, because I've been playing, I've been not playing competitive games. I was just playing, you know, these single player uh, experience type games that... I didn't want to lose my VODs, so I just started highlighting everything in, on my Twitch account. And then maybe eventually I'll just move them over to YouTube. Or maybe I'll extract it out first and edit the video and then move it over to YouTube. Only highlighting the parts that seemed interesting. Or heck, if, hmm, if I ever okay. want to do like video, like, like a, a game review, I might consider doing that too. Because I, I, I have like a button on my cell phone that will set up uh, markers on uh, on my vods. Like every time, every time when something happens, or if I have like an opinion about something, or if, or if like if I'm gonna go AFK, like I just have like a marker set there on my phone where I just push a button and I just set up a marker uh, on my vod. Okay. Yeah. So i'm starting to do that I, i'm starting to slowly get into you know video editing production but first you know oh, that's cool but first i need to you know get get uh understand the processes of it first so that 
So I've been talking to a few people about like what's what, what's a good way or what what are the best practices and stuff like that. Other than that, that is it for me this week. Oh yeah, I'm still banned on Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh wow, you still on that shit? Yeah. Oh wow. I don't know. I, I'm still. They said like, oh, they're still investigating. Like the last email I got was like three days ago, saying like, "Oh, the investigation it, it's going to take a, it's going to take some time for it to complete." So I'm like, "Really?" I mean, that's kind of standard, right? Yeah, but like over a week though, that's that's kind of a long time. You make me seem like you the only one that got com- got. That's what uh, I was going to say. <laughs> band. Like, like you special. I'm sure there's plenty of people that they <laughs> I mean, have to there's investigate. There's plenty of people like you. There's plenty of people just like you. That's getting the same response as you. So you're just going to have to be patient, man. Yeah. Well, other than that, I will have to wait. Um, but but anyways. You sound kind of disappointed, yeah, though. I'm, I'm I, I, I am. But it, it, it's not as bad as I f- was feeling last week. But anyways, let's get on with the news. BlizzCon happened. And I was actually enjoying it. <laughs> Strangely enough. Wait, what do you mean? So, other than the opening, you know, statement, I don't know if any of you guys saw that opening statement. I thought it was kind of yeah. weak on, on their apology, but at least they, they, they apologize. But it doesn't change yeah. the fact that, you know, the guy's I mean, still... That's kind of what the internet does. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still... All they want is an apology. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't change the fact that, you know, he's still banned. <laughs> And so is the casters. So it's like they, they never really gotten around to that during the apology. Just as like, we'll do we'll do better next time. And it's like saying, no, do better now. That's what I was thinking in my mind while watching it. But at least apology was a start. That's how I was feeling. I don't know about any of you guys. And, um sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I I all I was gonna say was that like um thanks for the apology. Like We'll we'll see what you do when you move on and what you're gonna do. So you can announce all these games all you want, but like let's you know, let's see what happens the next time something happens. Yeah. Like your apology doesn't really mean anything. Oh, what are they gonna do I next mean, time? Kinda... Bring LeBron James on on stage and have him apologize too. <laughs> I think kind of Damn. like what I what I noticed from it is the same thing I noticed from the internet, and that's kind of what I was trying to imply about a minute ago, is like you know, there's there's always something that um, is the topic of the day. And essentially, because things are so they're on people's minds for such a short amount of time before something else happens. Literally, all you need to do is apologize. It's not even like you have to mean it. It's not even like you have to change your behavior. If you apologize, something is going to be on everybody's minds the next day where they forget about you. That's why I'm kind of like, uh, I mean. I don't even know if I don't know if even the apology on like the internet. Like I was just like, I got nothing from it yeah, <laughs> at the exactly. opening ceremony. Yeah. I'm like, you heard something? I mean, an apology. What the hell was that? They may- it's the hood. So I was gonna it's say, somebody like drifting oh, around corners. That's the hood for real. It's the hood. Um, I I would like if they put some actions behind their words. You know, uh, try to find some solutions with their conflict with China and their people and find alternatives or something 
like a plan of action, like a program or a group of people, awareness, something, something other than an apology. Because apology can can go out one ear and go out the other. Exactly. But if you truly apologize, if you truly, you know, if you truly made the mistake and you really want to make a change, then them being as a company that got the bread to make resources to educate people about what's going on and not make it seem like it's a bad thing on Blizzard. Them just doing an apology ain't enough for me. I think, like, the final... Uh, word about this is just like yeah you can say an apology but how about you instead take a step back like roll it back roll it backwards and then you know handle the situation that's currently on deck yeah for, for, <laughs> Try, uh, like, like he could have said different. like as of this announcement Blitzchunk is back on back online and so is the casters right. they could have done that what do you think that would have changed though uh, that would have changed a lot of people as like people like I, I was just you know, scrounging through the internet, and then people are like saying, "Well, he didn't. Well, what? What, what about Blitzchung? <laughs> like, he's still yeah. banned. It doesn't change the fact that he's." Still yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I guess what I'm what I'm saying is like, and this is actually going to be applicable and something I'll bring up later. Uh, one of the topics if we talk about it, but um, essentially, when you say like it would have been nice, I always think about it like if they said it, I feel like a a very vocal minority would be satisfied. But if they didn't, it wouldn't really change that much. The very non-vocal majority probably didn't care that much to begin with. Mm-hmm. The internet just kind of seems like this place where like everybody has a voice. So theoretically, if people are complaining, it seems like they're yelling like as a crowd. But I think realistically, it ends up playing out like not that many people really care that much. Either way, it's like Blizzard made this mistake and I guarantee you, people were still going to buy the games. Yeah. Regardless of if they apologized or not. Yeah, that's true. But I also think, like, if they actually rolled back what they, uh, of, you know, the ban, uh, ban, ban, you know, like, more than, more people, like, a lot more people would, would have been, you know, m- way more okay with, you know, of that. Well, I mean, it's interesting. Speech. Like, when I was reading the article, I think some people, this uh, one article that I read about, like, the, uh, protesters and such said that there was like at any given point in time like 40 or 50 people outside protesting which i'm like that's obviously like a significant crowd but like in terms of the player base versus the number of protesters out there that is so few people and it's kind of like again is it just this tiny group of people that are shouting pretty loudly and everybody just kind of projecting their opinions and then just being kind of like we'll call it internet activists to where they don't actually do anything. And they just like are part of the voice of saying things, or is it like, I think, I think that's kind of why it leads to what we got, which is basically not really an apology in the sense of saying, I'm sorry, what I did is wrong. And more so like, I'm sorry that you were offended by what I did, which I think is kind of like people do that all the time. And it's such a half apology. It's like, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's like, that's kind of like saying I'm, I don't feel like I did anything wrong, but I'm sorry that you had a reaction to it. Because that basically probably says they won't change their... I imagine they're not really going to change their uh, actions in the future. They'll probably be a little bit more low-key about it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Street is the word. Yeah. Well, I think we all got our opinions about that. So let's move on. Something about their games. I don't know if... Uh, I'm pretty sure some of us saw you know, all, all the games that 
that they were talking about. So first up is Diablo 4. What did you guys think? I thought it looked amazing. You sound like you're jizzing over there. Oh, Diablo yeah. 4. <laughs> to, to, to me, I think I only have a quick opinion that it actually kind of expands to almost every single game on the list. I feel like Blizzard is amazing <laughs> at making cinematics that don't really showcase what the game is like. <laughs> yeah. So no, I no, end no. up well, like, you I saw end the up just wanting to see their movie. Yeah. I mean, you saw the gameplay though. Oh no, I didn't say, I just saw the like cinematic, but oh, I mean, okay. I assume it's kind of similar to the gameplay. I guess it, I heard, I read it was more going back to like more traditional style Diablo and it's supposed to be more gory. And I guess, but like, even so, like what they end up doing just makes me want to see them make a movie. Like, I, don't, I don't know if it ever makes me want to yeah. play their well, games. Well, Blizzard's always been good with their cinematics team. Yeah, yeah. Why they can't match it up with the games, though? Uh, I mean, that, uh, that type of rendering yeah. will require, like, a massive... But they got money, though. No, no, no. But, but they got no, money, it's, though, not, right? it's not even that. Like, it's it's your computer or your, your device. Nobody will be able to no, play yeah, the nobody game. Nobody will be able to play the game <laughs> with that kind of graphics point. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um... Um, I, I haven't played Diablo in, in a while, in a long while. I might, I, I might get my toe in Diablo Four, but that's about only it in this whole lineup. <laughs> Especially, if, I'm be honest with you, because I don't deep mind StarCraft. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, we'll talk is. about that later. Warcraft. Well, yeah, okay, we'll so, talk about the other um, games I'm, later. I'm, we'll I'm, just talk about Diablo for now. Okay. Um, I'll dip my toe in it. I, I might dip it. I might dip it. Yeah, so well, it's just something new and different, like a different experience, you know, like a different gaming experience. Yeah, I'm actually looking at Diablo 4 gameplay right now, and it's like, I don't know, you tell me what you guys think, but it looks like Diablo, except for a higher res. Yeah, so uh, I saw the Diablo 4 gameplay with no UI, and it just looks pretty. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying, exactly. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I saw I saw a bunch of them, like, you know, they're, like, I think on Twitter, they had, like, the entire Mythic stage um, live-streamed. I don't know, I don't know why that happened, but that whole thing was streamed on, I think, Blizzard's official account. Like, even though you're supposed to have a virtual ticket, but somehow, like, the mm. entire Mythic stage was, like, streamed. And there, there were, there was UI, but it doesn't seem like it was a complete UI because it seemed like you know the third iteration of League of Legends UI almost because all the all the the UI elements were at the bottom left hand corner. And this time, there's actually like talent trees too, or a talent tree like system for every character. Wait, wasn't there in three? No, three was just abilities. You choose, you pick and choose abilities. Hmm. It looks the don't, don't look so bad. It don't look so bad. It don't. It don't. Yeah. I um. It doesn't. Yeah, I was I was kind of. Is it multiplayer? Yeah, I was kind of worried it, because like you know with this whole China thing, like they were gonna like you know bend over for having bone like not not having bones on dismemberment and all that, but they didn't do that because you know chi- chi- China it's a no no uh, to have any like bones in media or like dismemberment in media i mean maybe just won't they won't have the game available in china yeah i mean or it's gonna be cut up or it's gonna be cut up in china or a selectable toggle that says no more except for you can't select it Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it'd probably just be 
off in China and then like selectable in the U.S. or something. Yeah, yeah. This is on PC, am I right? No, it's yeah. gonna, it's also going to be on Xbox and PlayStation, and I think the Switch. Uh, it's not going to yeah. be. Oh. It's not going to be cross plat though. It's not going to be cross plat. <laughs> oh, so, uh, is, it, is this well, another David, case I of? Uh, I don't remember them saying anything if it's not or if it is, but I don't think it is. I heard none about them being cross plat. Is this so? I. I want to play with friends, but dang, most of the people that want to play this is on PC, and I don't think my PC is going to run. <laughs> Blizzard and games, they tend to try to make it run on everything, except Overwatch. Like, every single game, uh, including WoW, was able to run on, like, a netbook. Remember those that thing? Yeah, but isn't it going to probably look like Diablo 3 if you do that? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean blizzard's uh, pretty yeah. was or I, I don't know about now but then blizzard was pretty keen on making their games run on like a, pretty much anything including phones hmm. yeah but yeah i don't know why everybody's so opposed to that but i saw the <laughs> joke <laughs> yeah i mean the the only thing that i like like complaint that i wish that they're going to be having uh, that I have with this game is, you know, the the combat doesn't feel like there's enough of a punch to it. Like it just feels like you're just hitting things, right? It, I don't know if you guys ever saw the the trailer for or like the gameplay for this game called The Lost Ark. Uh, no, it's a Korean. Yeah, so. It's a Korean game that's that you know it's like a isometric Diablo esque you know action RPG. And if you actually seen that trailer, like you can actually uh, hear and see like a, like a big at like every like every um, class has like this huge punch to like all their abilities. Um, in Diablo, everything everything just seems very light, or at least from what I saw. But like, hopefully they'll improve on that because you know they said that the, this is not the finished product, so. Who knows? I'll, we'll see what, what's going to happen with Diablo 4. Next is... Well, I guess I'm the only one that can really talk about it. It's Hearthstone. <laughs> they came up with an auto chess on Hearthstone, which I guess it makes kind of um, makes sense. I was thinking that it was going to happen in Heroes of the Storm, but instead they chose Hearthstone instead. And I don't get why that makes sense for a card game. Well, I mean, auto chess, how it works, essentially kind of works like a card game. Like, you know, you, you buy, you buy, you technically just buy units. It's just like buying cards. And then you just, you just play that unit, which is for that, for them, it's like, you know, it's like a card basically in any auto chess game. And you just place it anywhere in the field that seems, you know, that seems like it should go there. Like in in Hearthstone, it's just you know be on the left side or the right side of of the certain unit. But other than that, like I have to see how Hearthstone's auto chess is going to work out because there's already what what is it like three other ones that's already popular or two other ones that's really popular. But I don't really have anything else to say about that. You're talking about the League of Legends one and what else? The Dota. Oh, Dota. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, again, I, I, it seems weird because, I mean, I don't really know the mechanics of the game. I'm just looking at what the other games were based off of, and it's just, like, based off of such a different type of game mm-hmm. than Hearthstone. So yeah, it's kind of curious to see how it'll work out to be play, I guess, similar-ish. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a lot simpler because it is a card game, and it's just, you know, a, a solid number instead of it having, like, you know, a random crit and stuff like that, like how the other auto chess games do. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Okay. And then next would be WoW. And I, I know you guys don't play WoW, but here's my opinion I again. Know, um, uh, we'll get to we'll get to Overwatch next. Okay. So we'll 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 do. But first, let me let me say something about WoW. I was like. Oh, when, while I was watching the trailer or watching, you know, the live uh, presentation, they were like saying, "Oh, they're going back to Ice Crown," and I was like, "Oh, it's Arthas again," and now Sylvanas. And then, like, you know, when when Sylvanas ripped the crown apart, I was like, or when 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 Sylvanas took took the crown away from Arthas, I was like, "No way, he's she's not gonna wear that crown," but instead she tore it in half. And now it's like, so uh, so now it just seems like, you know, that character for me just seems like a plot device where she just, they just keep giving her more and more ability to the point where she just seems way too overpowered for the story, which, which is kind of making me question about where they're taking the Warcraft story. And I'm kind of concerned I mean, about that. That's a that. pretty... That's a pretty common like storytelling device though when you're like trying to maintain the same recognizable characters though. Like the only way you can usually bring some think about like <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Like the only way you can bring somebody back is to somehow make them more powerful. And then they keep getting more powerful and more powerful and more powerful. And then I get what you're saying. Like it could get repetitive, but I mean I guess to me, I think games are a little bit unique in the sense that like I feel like people latch on to characters in them. So in further iterations, they're like, oh, this guy came back. They, I think they want that reaction. Mm. Like, oh, she came back. Yeah. I, mean, whether I don't know. It, it just works, seems like a very but... plot devicey move for that specific character. Because how she started was like, you know, she, she was killed by, you know, the person, uh, by the person that she took the, the crown away from. And that's how she became like a banshee queen. And... Um, and then her whole story revolved around a revenge by killing, you know, the Lich King or the current, you know, Lich King. And like, you know, previously that's what she did. But then somehow, uh, but somehow, you know, they're back probably through retconning. I haven't really been following the WoW story like like that closely the past few expansions so i can't really say but i was like man she's just getting keep getting stronger and stronger unnecessarily but is it unnecessarily well that's what it seems like the like how they're approaching it it just seems that way i mean it like cinematically looked really cool but other than that like i just can't i I just don't like that character anymore you know she was my favorite uh warcraft character and now she's like my least favorite Warcraft character. 
because they they keep hmm. messing with her like story, and then like I the more they do something with her, the more I, I don't like her anymore. But that's how I feel about WoW. Um, I'm gonna quote Lady Infamous and say that sounds like a personal problem. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that is indeed a personal problem of mine. At least you admit it. It needs you you admit your personal yeah. problems because that's that's a big step. Not everybody can mm-hmm. do. I just learned that. I just learned yeah. that. <laughs> All right, next Overwatch. You mean copy and paste? What did you guys think about the Overwatch reveal? I s- copy and paste. <laughs> I think that those elements that they had for the next title of Overwatch should have been an expansion of the first game. I don't see a real story, like Unchief said earlier, that they got uh. Blizzard got good cinematics and they will sell you a game. They're going to have new hero modes, um, character um, missions as well. Um, but I didn't see a, a a story. I just saw a little bit different of what I played before with Overwatch 1. And uh, it's a no for me, dog. Without just, seeing any gameplay? I, I can't see. I can't. I spend money on the no, same things all the she time. She said it's, it's a no, no like without seeing any gameplay. No, not no gameplay. No gameplay, in that matter of fact. It was no gameplay. No, I'm just saying. That's, it's interesting that you would make that call without seeing any gameplay. Um, I make a lot of dumb calls. I might I might change my <laughs> mind later. But as far as what I saw out of BlizzCon, it looked at the same to me well i mean i read the reason i bring that up is just because like when you think about the first overwatch um and you think about those little cinematics they did that they absolutely doesn't dick that doesn't tell you anything about how the game plays if you had just seen those you probably would have no idea how overwatch works as a game so to me like i didn't know i didn't know what overwatch was until i actually played the game yeah I yeah so that's game. why i'm like when i see that cinematic i'm like oh yeah that looks like another Overwatch if cinematic, would, but it's like if you would have seen the reveal for Overwatch two, you would see some kind of gameplay of like heroes going to hero missions, for example, at like locations all over the world. Because you know they, they actually heroes showed missions. a lot of that so, in the opening ceremony. Yeah, yeah, but, but what I I haven't seen, I didn't see the whole opening ceremony. I'm just saying based on what I saw on the the trailer and the cinematic junk. Um, they had a map, right? And it was like hero missions, character missions, team mission, replayability values through the roof. That's what Blizzard's very um, good at, replayability on all their all their games. I, they showed a map. They showed all like the special characters like Route 66, London, and these were the same locations that you're playing now with the new Overwatch. With this Overwatch that we got it right now, they putting maps in the second game that is the same as the first game. And I personally think with that much success with Overwatch 2, they should have had something newer, like newer maps or a newer storyline or something. It just feels the same to me. And it's something in my juju. I felt about that about Anthem. And I'm going with Overwatch 2. I'm not. It's a no. It's a no. Okay, I, maybe I should clear something up about that. But before I do, Zeldrick, what did you think? What? I uh, I actually couldn't care less because, um, but 
whatever, Blizzard opinions aside, um, I was having a really shitty time last time I played Overwatch, uh, like a, more than a month ago. And uh, yeah, uh, I will flat out say the community is just trash. I hated playing Overwatch by, by the time I was done with it. Um, so I really don't care. Though, um, I will say that uh, in regards to an Overwatch 2 or whatever, um, I hope this game is cheap. Because why the fuck give us an Overwatch 2 when it's just, oh, we just bumped up the graphics, entered a new, gave you a new game mode. Here's some, a couple of new maps. You know? Okay. How about, how about pay us like a, like a 20 bucks for like an, like to upgrade your Overwatch to Overwatch 2. Like an 2. expansion pack? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of what it looks like. Yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to clear a lot of things up for you guys on how... They they're approaching Overwatch, but before I do, um, we start like I think how you know Jeff Kaplan handled his presentation. He's I think he's like the best presenter in all of BlizzCon um, because of how you know how he says like okay we're gonna this is what's gonna happen and this is like it's gonna come out like this. Uh, I know you all have a lot of questions. And stuff like that, and you know, he also handles a lot of, um, um, what do you call it? clapbacks at him really, really well. That's how that's that's like the impression I got from these present, like this opening ceremony presentation. But he's always been pretty good at that, like you know, the past several BlizzCon that I've been at, um, or I've watched too. But, um, but first of all, Overwatch two. Basically, they said that they're redefining how they're going to be doing sequels, right? So basically, everybody that has Overwatch 1, the multiplayer aspect, you will get to play with uh, people with Overwatch 2. Um, all the heroes uh, that's going to be coming out for Overwatch 2 will also be coming out for Overwatch 1, just so it has that consistency. And you get to play with the new maps and everything alongside the people with Overwatch 2. The only thing that Overwatch 2 has that Overwatch doesn't have are the PvE modes, which is like the hero missions or the story missions. Basically, you know, basically, you know, co-op missions. Can you guys hear me? Uh, and another thing that they're gonna say th say that they do is that all the progressions that you you have unlocked in Overwatch One will be transferred to or will be connected with Overwatch Two. So all the skins that you got and everything will be uh, there alongside Overwatch One and Two. You know what this sounds like to me? It sounds like bullshit, and I'm sounds not like buying an expansion it. pack. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so why okay. are you calling it Overwatch Two? So remember how last so, week we I was saying like saying why did they need to make an Overwatch Two? They could have just done what Counter Strike did, just update everything on their main mm -hmm. uh, core game. But I mean that's not what they did though. No, right? but that, that's what I'm saying. Like that, like like why do that? And then you know I felt uh, I felt like you like your you, I felt like your um. Um, argument was how did they how how would they make money? Yeah, yeah. So, and my argument was, I don't see the point of them having a second game. Oh yeah, yeah. But I, remember, the only thing that I was saying was like, 
they'll get money from you if they redo everything. It looks like they didn't redo everything. Yeah. That's why I was like, it sounds like an expansion pack. Yeah. Also, the, you know, all the characters, they're going to have... Basically, it's also running on a new... Well, it's not a new engine. It's more like an updated engine, like how Source Source does it with Counter-Strike, right? Like, basically, they just update the... They just, you know, upgrade the engine, and they, they upgrade the, the game... The engine... Uh, the engine version for Counter Strike, and then you know, there's a like Counter Strike just became like a a kind of a new game or a new feel of a game every time when they do like a major update for that. But at the same time, um, with Overwatch, all they did was update how for uh, what the engine can actually do, which is like that whole PVE mode and the whole um, the graphical update but i felt like like again i felt like they could have just updated the first game in general just by doing that okay so i have a few friends that play overwatch still currently now sell them on it if they don't care about pve what are they like do they need to do anything to play overwatch 2 no do they, do they, they need just, to buy anything no. They could just still have Overwatch 1, and they'll still play alongside people with Overwatch 2 on PvP. Okay, but then why buy Overwatch 2 if, like, like what do they get with Overwatch 2 if they don't care about PvE? Uh, two things. Uh, well, one of them is PvE, and then the other one is graphical improvements. There we go. Got it. All right. And so it's an expansion pack. Yeah, and then you know <laughs> selling as a new game. Yeah, and then you know how Jeff says like, "Oh, and this will be coming out on PC, PS4, Xbox, and Switch." And then somebody in the audience yelled out, "What about the phone?" And then you know what he says like, and then he does he did a very good job on like 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 answering that. He's like saying, "I totally didn't hear that." Like the way how he did it was just really really well done. <laughs> Still have no idea why people are so mad at the mobile game thing. <laughs> No clue, but I get it. Snarky response, I guess. And next, uh, this might actually come in relevance to all the games um, later on, which is uh, StarCraft. Their DeepMind, uh, how they were working alongside Google to work with uh, under DeepMind. So DeepMind, if you guys don't know what it is, is an AI company under Google, and they already ma- like that thing already mastered how to play pong like like perf- like you know like as if they'll never lose against a human player um, it mastered playing chess and it mastered playing go and go is known as like the most complex board like you know one-on-one board game on the planet right now like there's more ways of uh, more ways of putting go pieces on the board then there is atoms in the known universe so what's different about how uh starcraft is <laughs> i don't buy that <laughs> oh you, that's crazy yeah it, it's it, it is crazy so how it's like billions of atoms in me yeah how could it possibly oh, you have no idea there's a lot of ways how to play go it's because it's on a 19 sure. by 9 uh grid which is 361 action spaces Imagine like yeah, the black and white pieces like... in different, uh, you know, in all different combinations. Like you know, there could not be a piece here, but there could be a piece here, and all that, right? Yeah, this is I don't know. That just sounds very exaggerated, but uh, I don't know the game yeah. that well. So, well, anyways, so 
Um, so what what's no what's what's different about StarCraft versus these board games is that there's uh, it, when it comes to information on knowing ex, uh, knowing what's on the board is um, it's called a like like a perfect knowledge, right? Basically, you know exactly where everything is at. If you look at a, a chessboard, you know where everything is at. Knowing meaning like you have like a perfect information on, you know, what you should be doing next. StarCraft, or most, you know, I would say all real-time strategy games, is imperfect because there's fog of war. If you guys know what that is. Meaning you can't see what yeah. you can, uh, what your enemy sees or like where your where enemy units are at. They had that at Call of Duty. And that adds another level of comp- complexion. Um, in StarCraft, the amount of spaces that you can assign, uh, uh, you know, assign on, on a particular map is 10 to the 26th power, meaning there's 26 zeros after the one. And so, and then the and not only that they also have to deal uh it, deal like the AI has to try to understand how you know resources work too meaning like 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 what units to actually build what units will uh what what each unit actually does and how like what um like the kind of armor that the units have and what kind of attacks that the units have. Uh, is it a is it a ranged unit? Is it a is it a um, a melee unit and all that? So it has to compute all of that. You know what do you call it? Um, what's that other company? Um, OpenAI has done it with um, Dota, and one on one, you know the AI happened to win against the world's best player in Dota. But in StarCraft, it's it's a lot more complex because you're controlling more than one unit. Okay. You sound like, you sound like you sound like a real nerd <laughs> right now. But I understand. It, it seems like I can tell that you have some kind of passion for the StarCraft. Well, it's not. No, it's not about StarCraft. It's about the AI technology and gaming. So this can actually start bleeding over other video games too, because a lot of games their AI is not very good, right? Would you guys agree? AI in video games is not good. Yeah, it's not. It's not very yeah. good. So, what this is trying to demonstrate is like um, how instead of it being like cheap, like you know, being able to do like a million actions a second, right, or a million actions per minute, it tries to mimic like how a human would actually play at their speed. Therefore, but how can you do that if it's already con- if it is considering all the objects at the same time, which we can't do? Yeah, exactly. So, so they actually demonstrated that. So, how basically what they're saying? Uh, they they they've been we've been knowing about this whole deep mind thing for StarCraft for actually over a few years already, hmm. and like now it's starting to come out to the public. Um. Because you know it's it played itself and it played against professionals you know multiple times, but wh- how they how they're actually doing this is that it actually I think it sees like the entire map like by itself, but can only play within the region of the map on how where the computer screen can actually look at. And 
what they what they said was um, a standard StarCraft player, they, they're able to do almost like a professional player will go up to like maybe five to six hundred actions per minute. You know, using mouse and keyboard, like every button press and every click is like an action. How OpenAI does it is l way less than that. About half of what a human player would actually, you know, press a key and all that. So that's how that's how they're able to uh, determine, like, you know, instead of doing like a million actions per minute, you know, it tries to be fair when it comes to that. When it comes to shooters, I wouldn't know how they would do it without making it look like an aimbot or a wall hack, or maybe a wall hacking. What they they wouldn't be able to determine that because if it's only based off information of what they hear and what they can see. But when it comes to aiming, that's another question. But this is like you know a step in the direction for most like gaming. Um, what would you saw it like a neural network of AIs coming to gaming and hell it's even possibly coming to real life too with like how AI will start you know learning things and try to tries to be better at certain things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and this is, this can start bleeding over to like uh, single player games. They might they might start understanding how you know instead of it you know like when you play like a lot of single player shooters or something like that. Like a lot of the times they start acting hello like all the AI starts acting ridiculously like stupid, right? Like he was like saying why 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 would he doing that or like I'm shooting at this guy while he's in cover but he's not moving, so I'm just gonna exploit that. So I mean, are you trying to say that it's gonna theoretically play more like human players technically Is that yes. the, like the over yes okay so problem to me with that with a first person shooter is let's well not a first person shooter a single player mode in a first person shooter is that it's not one-on-one -on -one, which essentially would mean that if you have yourself playing against a bunch of people who are playing like humans you're probably not going to win yeah you're probably not you going know to, what i mean because the whole purpose is that um they're trying to Go, uh, but I want to win. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I want something that's just going to win every time? I think like with that sort of um, AI, that would be reserved for a higher difficulty mm -hmm. modifier. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, all this makes me think of is um, I, I just want in third person shooters or just shooters at all for enemies to stop just bum rushing my cover and then just standing right next to me and I have to get me out of cover and then everybody just blows me away. I want that to stop happening. <laughs> and I hope that that would actually make it stop happening because that is the most annoying thing I've ever found in, in uh, cover-based shooters. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure... Did the enemies bum rush you? Yeah. What was that? You said the enemies bum rush you or like who bum rushes? Yeah, like, the, like, the, like enemy AIs in cover-based shooters, mm -hmm. I always run into a problem where... It's like two guys, they just start walking forward when like to my cover and they just like they just like uh, start shooting at me. And it's like I can't go back behind cover, I, but it's like I have three guys shooting at me and then I have two more walking to like just pretty much go around my cover. And it's just like, really? Like, come on. 
this is like really annoying. I don't want this I mean, to but ever happen. It it's not realistic. That that's that's probably what would happen in real life. <laughs> they would just like make it so overwhelming that you couldn't move. I mean, it's they probably not, wouldn't just walk right at you because that's just silly. You would get yeah, shot. That's the, but that's more of what it is. It's like it's silly that you have an enemy to just be out of cover and then walk towards your cover. Okay, I get that. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Gotcha. Yeah, because when you start playing, you know, when you play like any game, right? Even at a high difficulty, that the, that's not based around like taking more damage or you you do less damage, right? The ones that actually based on like how smart the enemy gets, like you'll start eventually figuring out how the AI works in those games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think about like fighting games and competitively, in a lot of cases, that's what happens when you're even playing with human people. Like you find, you figure out their flaws and kind of exploit them. It's kind of what happens in real life too. I kind of like that aspect actually. Is like it's figuring out how the enemy works, and then you use that to your advantage. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. Like it, to me, it makes sense for the human player to be doing that because otherwise, it's just kind of like, again, if it feels like I'm playing against a bunch of human players, that I totally assume that I'm gonna lose just because they'll be able to strategize. It's multiple people strategizing against my one strategy. If I can figure out, like, this is how they actually work, then that's how you actually develop some kind of strategy to overcome that, you know, that strategy that, the you know, was programmed into the game. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm not saying that I don't want to see more um, complicated and more, like, human-like AI, because that still is, like, I think the whole idea from the beginning was always to emulate how a human player would play. So it is kind of cool that they're seems like they're taking a significant step towards that. Yeah. And then another thing, like this is what happened with open AI, not DeepMind, but with open AI with the Dota community is that all these, you know, top players, right? They they were like, you know, when they were playing against this AI, they were like saying, Oh, why didn't I think of that? Or this was never played like that before. Like so it kind of like opens up strategy and thought processes on how you know like additional strategy or you know if it's like a fighting game it's like saying oh i never thought about it uh about doing that instead you know like a certain combo or like i, I wouldn't know what else i would say about fighting games because i'm not super deep into that community but you, i hope you understand what i'm saying no, it just yeah. sounded like a bunch of gibberish. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> no, I get it. I think we get it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, StarCraft now uh, with uh, DeepMind, it's starting to become, I think, it, a lot, they allow people at BlizzCon to actually play against it. And right now, it's at the 99.8 percentile on it being, like, the best player which is better than most pro players. So I already defeated multi, uh, the pro players. I actually watched a video of it going up against a pro player, and I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. I never, see, I, I never thought about like, doing, you know, you know, building this unit to go up against that or doing this, uh, moving it here and all that, too. Yep. But yeah. I assume they've come up with strategies humans didn't think of. Yeah. They're probably optimizing way more than humans are. Yeah, I mean, imagine when it when it starts to come come towards like traditional s sports too. 
like AIs for like traditional sports. But yeah, that is it for BlizzCon from me. If you guys have any additional thoughts for BlizzCon stuff. Um, not really. I don't think. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on BlizzCon. All right. So next one is Death Stranding. It's coming out in, in less than a week now. Mm-hmm. And reviews are already coming out. And so far, it seems very, very positive. But it but also there's, says like this is not for everybody. Um, there's some patterns in them scores. What do you mean? I, um, there's a it's it's positive. I think it was like an eighty four from Metacritic. Um, they got good numbers, but you gotta read you gotta read those comments on those on those reviews. Yeah, I mean, IGN gave it a bad review, but like everybody else, just you know, gave it a pretty positive review. Are you going to play it? Of course. It? I mean, I I wanted the PC before. version. Like, they announced the PC version, but then that's coming out in, like, summer next year. And I was hoping... So won't you wait? <sighs> PC Master Yeah, Race I know. I want to. Yeah. But I feel like it, it's, it needs to actually be played sooner than that. The problem is, is that it's going to be 30 frames per second on, on PlayStation. <laughs> Oh, well, you'll be all right. You'll live. You will live. You will be all right. You will make it through those 30 frames. Well, no, I, um, I know I will. It's just that it'll be nicer if it's higher than that. Because, you know, when Metal Gear came out nicer. for a PC, like, oh, uh, it was yeah. just, it was just like, wow, this is such a big difference. But I understand why. Well, but, uh, but technically, mm-hmm. like, what do you, I mean, do you think based on what you uh did you guys hear anything about from these reviews or anything like that like that a lot of them are like not very spoilery just they just talk about like i'm yo i'm a gamer um i don't let social media sites dictate how i want to play the game or what kind of expectations i should have on the game because i already have the expectation to play this game way before the medias are like talking about it um that's one of the reasons i got a playstation 4 for is to play Death Stranding because what intrigued me was the the trailer, and I heard some I heard some good things. I heard it's a mailman simulator. I heard it's gorgeous. I heard that the story is deep, like deep, deep. And um, but I really haven't got into like deep into the information of Death Stranding, so I know a little bit, but. Not enough to be like, oh, I've seen this already. Or I'm expecting that, you know? So, yes, I'll be playing that. Is that Friday? No, Saturday. Saturday night. I believe so. Or Saturday you know, midnight. Saturday midnight? Yeah, so Friday. Uh, no, the, the, the thing, the game comes out on Friday. So that would be Thursday midnight. So, well, Wait, Friday midnight, yeah, zero night? hour. It's, it's the, the eight. So okay. So I will be streaming Death Stranding next week Friday, and oh, and like way. everybody's like, I'm like they're like I want to see the face cam. I want the face cam. I'm like man, I man they want to they want to know they want to see the excitement or the boredom that's gonna come off my face. And you know I I love my Xbox, and you know I got you know there's people that's just not just dogging the shit out this game. And 
Really? The only bad people... per, uh, the bad reviews I actually saw was IGN. Everybody else just seemed to like it that I followed. Uh, let's not let's not let's not like let's not ignore the fact that you got real good Kojima dick riders everywhere <laughs> in the gaming media industry. So don't we're not gonna sit here and act like all those scores that they put out are legit because that is not the case yeah i was when gonna say t- like when you when you think about it right along the lines of what you're just saying i've i totally heard a lot of polarizing reviews about like metal gear solid i think which one was the one that you you really liked because it had like two hour long like movies essentially was, was it four? four sharpie wait i didn't like i didn't really like four because of the or at long. least you we bring it up in reference yeah, yeah. um yeah, but there were a lot of people who loved that game and a lot of people who hated it. And I think it might be, like it, Lady Infamous was saying, kind of dependent on if you're just a fan of Kojima's style. Yeah. Well, So there might be yeah, some people okay. who are just so like, oh, it's Kojima, Kojima, so was. therefore it's a I good know score. Who, look, I did not know who Kojima was. I didn't know he was the dude behind Metal Gear Solid. I didn't know he had the major dick riding fan base when I first, because... Death Stranding is like the first. Okay, thing so that here, here here's Kojima the misconception did. that you're getting, Lady Infamous, about Kojima. He uh, he's no. not he's not about like you know he makes like the best games. It's more like the. I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he makes the best games. You gotta let me. You gotta understand where I'm coming from. I I didn't know that Kojima did the Metal Gear Solid series before I found out about Death Stranding. That's a, until I found out about Death Stranding. That's when I know when Kojima. Who's Kojima? So I'm looking him up. He's like. Oh, he's behind Metal Gear Solid. Ooh, that's interesting. Um, he has he's a very creative of sometimes difficult person to deal with, but he has great he got great ideas for games. Now, I'm not I'm not a dick writer. I'm just a newbie into the shit. And I don't want I don't want like dick writers padding up the scores. And that's and that's Well, and that's, that's I think that's real. kind of what I was saying. I don't think it's necessarily like I wouldn't call it like. <laughs> I don't think a lot of YouTube, like a lot of independent. You can't even uh, yeah. say well, so it. I don't think a lot of independent YouTubers will, um, will, will lose their credibility just by writing, uh, you know, writing Kojima's dick be- just because he's Kojima because that that's a very bad way of reviewing things. They have they 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 have standards too, like like. Re, like independent reviewers have stand uh, has to have more sta- so you bigger can, bigger standards. So no, let me finish. So, okay, I understand. So they have, so they have me, bigger okay, standards than like companies like like IGN and Kotaku and all that, right? Uh, because they're they're run by companies and companies that has has to rely with ads. While um while while these independent reviewers, like especially on YouTube, their their audience it is not. The ad is not based off, you know, people who are giving them ad spaces. It's based on, you know, people's trust, and they cannot, yeah, they cannot it. lose people's trust, and they cannot give a a good. Uh, they they shouldn't be giving a game a good review to just to lose people's trust just because they like Kojima. Okay, only a few like YouTubers got the advanced copy of Death Stranding. and I'm talking about the Metacritic scores. I'm not talking about. The YouTubers that genuinely just want to get the game and genuinely have an opinion on it. I don't have a problem with that. I believe that there are some YouTubers out there and some of my comrades as well and your gaming friends as well that will give you a more honest opinion about a game versus a Metacritic score. And that's my thing. 
Um, because the hype train is over with. So if that game is trash, and I paid sixty dollars for that shit, I'm gonna tell you that shit is trash. Now, what I'm hearing <laughs> is I ain't gonna have a weapon till ten hours in the game, and the game ain't gonna be good till like 15, 20 hours in the game. So you telling me I'm spending half the game possibly just walking around. Well, I got to be prepared for that shit. I have to be prepared for that well, that's shit. That's kind of like, that's what I was saying. It might not necessarily be that people are just like Dick Wright and Kojima as much as it just like might be that that style. I think a good example was Final Fantasy. Was it 13? Which one had lightning? 13. 13. 13. 13. Yeah. So hmm. 13, there were some people that loved that game. Even though there were other people who were pissed because I'm pretty sure the vast majority the same of people line. hated that game. Well, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like Lady Infamous. But like what, along the same lines of what you were saying though, Lady Infamous, is like that game, it, I don't remember how many hours it was. I swear to God it was like twenty or twenty five hours before you got into open world. It was completely linear all the way until like super far into the game. And then all of a yeah, sudden, it was it like was. open world Final Fantasy game. And some people, along the lines of what you were just saying about the Kojima game, about Death Stranding, hated that. But it didn't necessarily mean that like... It's a bad game. Yeah, it was, I think it's just like people have different tastes. So some people are going to like his style, just like some people would have liked that style. And some people are just going to hate it. And some people I'm, are going to like... I'm just excited because it's like... I only I only played the first Metal Gear. Yeah. So um, well, this is what the this is what what I heard from a bunch of these reviewers saying like expect to try to push through the first few hours of the game. Like if you're if you're like the type that doesn't like that that gets bored easily and then you know who 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 huh? does who doesn't get who <laughs> doesn't who who wants shit to happen right from the get go. Right. If you're that type of person, if you're ta- that type of gamer, yeah. then this is not a game for you. Um, unless you're willing to push through like a fr- the first like maybe two or three hours of the game, hmm. if you're willing yeah, to sure. do that, then they said you will enjoy this game. That's not you, you. They can go through that and still not enjoy the game, Sharpie. Well, well, that, that's <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't I'm, know if I would buy that. Yeah, but the, <laughs> but you, you see what I'm saying. I'm not trying to be literal it. by saying everybody's gonna be like this. Well, I mean, okay. I mean, uh, yeah, it sounds like they're just saying you need to make it through a couple of hours. Bef- give it a chance, like, after the first couple of hours for it to start to kind of break and o- break open a little yeah. bit. That's fine yeah. with me. Not Other people may not want to be into that, and that's fine. But you're not going to tell me, you're not going to look at me dumb stupid because I pre-ordered Death Stranding. And you're looking at me like, oh, yeah, she would have got that PlayStation title. I'm like, yes, I'm going to get it because I'm a gamer first. I'm not, like loyal to a brand i got i'm about to get everything you understand me that means i want to know everything about gaming every facet of gaming so if i'm if i'm i'll be damned if i don't get death stranded especially because i bought the playstation to begin with for it i'm like death stranded let's get it i waited like three years i'm ready did you play any of the metal gear solid games i played the first one just and the third one oh okay so you played the good ones the really good ones the really good ones. I I got two. I got I got two on uh, backwards compatible on Xbox. So that was gonna be like my next my next game. My next yeah, that one's good too. Game. Yeah, I heard. Yeah. What was it I mean, play? four four and five is like questionable, but like 
I heard five was not the best. Yeah, five was not the best. Uh, I, I think three was the best one. Yeah. Well, well there was some uh, some issues with the production of Metal Gear Solid Five, so like it's obvious why it, it was a uh, rocky reviews and it wasn't like yeah. the usual thing or people weren't happy with the entirety of Metal Gear Solid Five. So yeah. if you're a Kojima fan, you support his shit, y'all, and that's what I'm saying. You know, or if you're a fan of something new and different, this could be this could be trash. This could be the best game you ever played. But one thing but that I think we should know. all agree on is his storytelling what? and his direct, like his movie-like directing in a video game, is very, very well done. Um, so, okay. Um, if you have to disagree with me, think about Metal Gear Solid Three on how that was, uh, how that was presented. I'm not to talking. You. To, um, that's not. That's not. That's not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm. All I'm saying is. If you're intrigued about any video game, you shouldn't let a website or YouTuber or individual tell you or make you think less or bad about doing something that you want to do with your money with playing these games. I'm not knocking Kojima style. I'm just saying. You might be right. This game ain't going to be for everyone, but I'm willing to try. And that's what gamers do. They got to try games out in order to see what they like and what they don't like. Not automatically looking at Twitter and be like, "Oh my God, this person said okay, something." Okay, so how about this? Uh, how about this? Fallout seventy six. Everybody said it was trash. If you, if you, Would you still have bought okay, the game? Okay, you know what? I was I wouldn't I wouldn't have still bought the game to see if to figure it out for myself. And you know what? It's trash. It's collecting digital dust right now. Okay, so we're not gonna get we. And if you cut me off one more time, Sharpie, I will literally, literally strangle you. I'm trying to get like, it's like, use your own individual mind on how you want to play these games. If you want to play this game and you got money for it, go ahead. If you can't afford it, wait till it goes on sale. Just don't let another individual determine how you want to play games. That's it. Okay. Well, anyways... I think, I think that's uh, it for uh, we, we should no. move on about from Death Stranding because we've been on this topic for a, quite some time um, next up uh, we'll get back to this third topic later uh, Outla Outlast devs teases a new poster it's, they're announcing a new, a new game um, it, and uh all it's really said that they, uh, all they really said about it was that it's going to be contained within the Outlast universe, but it's not really an offshoot. Like it's it's in the universe, so that's it. Uh, like anybody that has liked Outlast one and two, like they're making a new game, so that that's the news. <laughs> um, I like the poster. It's interesting. Is it yeah, going to be like another Outlast like, game, or does it, is that what it they're seems trying like? To, it? They're trying to move yeah. away. They're trying to move away from that. I believe they're not trying to do it like that. I, I think it might be in the same universe, but not like. Oh, I can't defend myself. Like running high dynamic. Oh, that like the is, the feeling of being chased. Yeah. 
Yeah, so we'll see what comes out of that. But I think it's newsworthy since uh, Atlas 1 and 2 did really, really well. And people yeah, like and it. And I'm probably not going to play it. <laughs> I'm going to watch somebody else play it. Everybody's going to watch somebody else play it. I might, I might play it. I might play it. All right. If it's not like Outlast. I guess we'll be watching you play. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like I'm playing games. I'm, people going to watch my games because there's games people do not want to play. But I will play them. Here's what they're going to watch. Yeah. Anyways, um, what is is your wallet the world's wallet? Uh, no. It's just it's just kind of like, you know, it kind of was following along the BlizzCon thing of like I, I think what I was what I was just kind of noticing in terms of what's going on in gaming and stuff like that is just like I think we had a discussion before where um, we kept saying even whenever we talk about loot boxes we talk about like the Hong Kong thing we talk about it whatever. Just kind of like, I think I always came to the impression of like, um, you know, there's always the thing of like vote with your wallet. And I think I was just kind of curious if you guys agreed where I'm starting to get the impression that my wallet just isn't the world's wallet (laughs) in the sense that I'll vote with my wallet. And I think everybody else might, too. So like most of the stuff that we kind of read about that might be controversial or whatever, where again, where we were talking about, um, you know. A small group of vocal minorities, like, is it's just a question of like, do you guys feel like maybe it's an adult thing versus like a more a younger crowd or whatever, where it's just like, maybe everybody's kind of voting with their wallet on things, and that sort of, um, and that just sort of isn't reflective of how we vote with our wallet. And it, it's just just to be a quick answer because I think it kind of. It would have been might have been a little bit better to kind of tag along with like BlizzCon and stuff like that, but um, yeah, it's just kind of a generic thought process. Well, I think my 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 biggest concern is like you know, especially for the people like that like sports games, right? Especially you know, football like American football. Um, they have the like EA is the only one that actually has licenses for all the teams, and if mm-hmm. somebody wants to play. Madden or a football, uh, uh, like you know, uh, and you know, an NFL game. Yeah, a game with like licensed yeah. players. Um, yeah, they they only have that one game to play, and like if they if they don't like the business practices behind that, they don't have anywhere else to turn to. Um, they do. Well, they don't, but they do have one place in the same way that like. Um, any company, it, it's essentially like you don't have to play it, right? Yeah, but essentially, they, but I know that want, like yeah. if you could be a big fan or whatever, but you know, if the, it's kind of like you, for example, when when you talk about Blizzard and Activision, where you're like with Heroes, where you're like, I didn't like your practices, so I'm not gonna play your game. Mm-hmm. But theoretically, you don't have. It doesn't seem like you know you you said you were looking for more to get back into the competitive scene, and you're still kind of trying to find the game. To me, it's kind of similar, where I'm like. Uh, Technically, at this point, it, you might feel like you don't have anywhere else to go, but that doesn't necessarily change your stance on whether or not you're going to actually give, you know, Activision, Activision Blizzard your money. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically you do. If you, you could go to League, League of Legends or whatever other game, you do have other options, which I guess, you know, even that. Who's, who does League of Legends again? That's Riot. Blizzard too, right? That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So technically you have Riot that you could go to, but... Yeah, and, they're, I mean, they're, I don't yeah know. and they just announced a whole bunch of stuff a few weeks ago. So it's like there's that too. Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, 
But, I was curious. But like, football, I, think, I think I've been like, like what other the... football games are out there. I, that's a, that's what I'm saying. I, to me, that's that's just like okay. Well, I guess you just watch the NFL as much as you might love playing Madden. You just don't. You just can't do it if it doesn't like hold up your standards. Because I think like there a lot of people would vote that way regardless, even if they didn't have on other different you know arenas in you know in life. They would definitely just go with the even though there's no other option. I'm still going to just, you know, stick to my morals. I think I would personally do that. Even if like, even if I literally had only, if I was like just this massive fan of Gears of War or something and Microsoft did something, you know, crappy, then I probably just like, yeah, I'm not playing as much as I love the system, the, the game, I'm just not playing. Um, but I kind of thought it just kind of felt like when I was thinking, I did a lot of thinking because of stuff like, our conversation we had last time about like uh, Hong Kong and Activision Blizzard and you know, whether or not, I think I said last time, I don't trust the internet anymore. (laughs) It just kind of made me feel like maybe I just, I'm just not, maybe I'm part of that vocal minority that's actually voting with my wallet versus the majority who likes to be outspoken, but doesn't vote with their wallet. Um, but that was it. Like, it doesn't have to be necessarily a crazy discussion. Like, again, it would have fit probably a little bit better earlier, but mm. um, just, just kind of food for thought. I think it's not not only you're uh, voting with your wallet, but it's also like once you vote with your wallet, you're also investing time into it. So even say that, like, you know, you buy the game, like you paid them. But then at that point, you are putting in time into it. So... um. With other games, like, you know, it, so I think, yes, there is voting with your wallet, but then investing your time into that game also invests time into that company. Yeah. Which um, I feel like is, um, I think of it as an invisible currency that you're giving to that company. So Of course, yeah, your like, time is worth money, definitely. Yeah, yeah. so um, once that, it even... Because say that like for myself, you know, I stopped playing Overwatch and I bought that game day one. And then it's just like, you know, I'm not investing my time into Blizzard anymore and into into that game. So now they have one less person that is like putting hours into their game and into their service. So like it, it may be just like a number, but still like it, it is a number that is worth something well of course because um, yeah if you had like a large number of people then you know for example their servers might be light light on players at which point like people stop playing like you know you you might ne- not necessarily have an impact alone but yeah just you voting with your wallet definitely like has an impact especially if it ends up being like on a bigger scale yeah yeah um but anyways yeah that was it um all right Next up, The Witcher. But I did. Oh. I was gonna say, yeah, that was definitely me. I was gonna say I did also bring this one up. The Witcher. And this is actually, I think, impressive. didn't that game come out like four years ago? Oh, sorry. No, that's the TV show. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah, so, oh, The Witcher. Like the oh, reason the I brought it up. Show. Yeah. Did I say The Witcher three? Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I meant to say The Witcher trailer. Um, so I personally have not played the game. I've watched Zeldrick play The Witcher 3. Maybe that's what made me think of it. I think I feel like Sharpie, you might have played The Witcher in some Yeah, I didn't play the one, whole one thing, iteration but of I it did, at least. I did play, you know, quite a quite a bit of it. Did you play it at all, Lady Infamous? 
I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? The Witcher. Any of the Witcher games? Ooh. That's a commitment game I wasn't ready for. Oh. <laughs> I have three. I'm looking at The Witcher 3 right now on my Xbox One. The Witcher Wild Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I mainly brought it up because, <laughs> like I said, I don't personally know that much about the game. But I thought it was interesting because, like, you guys know that, like, you know, I've worked in, you know, film and TV and stuff like that. And one of the main reasons I went to film school specifically was because of the fact that I could not find a non-shitty video game based like movie. <laughs> so I'm kind of curious as people who have played some of The Witcher, when you look at this, I think it looks good as a show. But I'm curious what you guys think in terms of does it look good as a show based on content that you've played before in the video game The little bit form? that I played, the little bit that I played, I think I played like maybe two hours. I was in, I was engaged. I was, I was down with it, but I realized how big that world was. And I'm like, man, I don't know if I'm ready for this. <laughs> so I just stopped playing. So I'm going to tell you, based on the first photos, like the first photos that came out for the witcher like last year it was like completely different from what we've seen now with this trailer i might get netflix for this <laughs> i might get it netflix looks like really this. good right yeah um yeah i i might you know me i don't fuck with netflix like that but i cannot not watch this and i want to see how much of the game translates into film and it's just a good transition because you know sometimes when it comes to video games it doesn't translate well to film uh street fighter the second mortal kombat the first one was cool like it was it's a cult classic but that second one was trash um but i'm look this <sighs> nice i like it oh my so god <laughs> <laughs> are you like watching the trailer now or something yeah. oh. <laughs> all right what about you guys sharpie and uh Zeldrick? um so the yeah. thing is is that like it, to keep everything in check this is this is like based on or in the timeline the books, of right the books yeah yeah and maybe possibly the first game hmm. okay so it's kind of like you know like the original book of the 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 first of the writer and then part of like the first game maybe i i don't know i i just have only heard of like just that it's based on the books i mean it says Um, it right in the trailer yeah yeah um now that being said like i i'm watching this trailer and i think it's gonna go really well um and the cinematography is done really well um I guess the only thing I could actually say to nitpick about it on like first glance with this trailer is that um, Geralt's eyes are not cat eyes. Because <laughs> um, I don't know, like every time when I saw Geralt's eyes in Witcher 3, he had like, he had cat eyes. Yeah. Um, you would just get pupils. lost in them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so dreamy. <laughs> but like, I'm. I'm all in on this, and yeah. I'm looking at my 120 hours of Witcher 3, and I'm all in on this. Yeah. What about you, Sharpie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was going to say the same thing. It's like, like the Witcher, uh, the sh- the show is not based. You know, it's not a video game 
TV show. It's a it's a book TV show. But uh, other but I think we already got past that. But sure, but it's still kind of like yeah. no. Know, but I I, I, I would say like I don't think the show would have existed without the video game. That that's what I was going yeah, to of course go next. Not. Like yeah. I was going to say like I honestly had no idea there were books until it said it in this trailer. Oh really? So, oh yeah. yeah. What do you call it? In, yeah. it when uh, Obama went to po- uh, Poland, um, the the government actually gave him a gift, and it was the book, The Witcher. Hmm. No yeah. shit. That's interesting. Is it a Polish book yeah. or something? It's from the Pol- oh. yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a Polish author. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Like it. That was like that was like the ultimate gift to President Obama. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they they carry a lot of pride in this series, like that country. Mm. And um, and and I say like, I although I think like the VFX is kind of, eh, but then again, uh, it, you know, it's a Netflix show, but, so I'm not expecting like super high budget. But I'm I'm pretty sure if they're gonna make another season of it, the 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 VFX is just gonna go up astronomically. Yeah, right? because right now it just seems like you know, like it, it's up there, but it's not like super high up there, like Game of Thrones level yet. But it, it oh yeah. sure, but it it is up there. But I also but I also think like because of how popular uh, this franchise is, I think it's gonna do super well. And I'm I I'm interested in watching it. I mean, we already I mean Netflix that's that's gonna be in our queue. Um. Another thing is, uh, but another fun fact is, you know, the author for this book, like he refused to, uh, he refused to get like, you know, royal, uh, like percentage royalties from CD Projekt Red because he didn't think it was going to do well. And he just wanted like a one-time small pay. And now he's hella pissed that he didn't take it. Of course. That's his dumbass. That's dumbass, That's not like a personal problem. Look, I know, I even know that if I'm up to a uh, doing a big budget project, I'm not taking the one big check. I'm taking the the small check with the five percent royalty. Yeah, but the thing is, That's... he didn't know that. He said like he rather had. Well, he should have. He should have been educated. He should have been educated. Yeah. No, the thing is, is that CD Projekt Red wasn't really well known, and mm-hmm. you know they were like they were they they wanted to give him royalties but he refused it and now he's like well, I, that's how then he just fucked all he just fucked himself yeah. up then if he if they gave him an opportunity to get royalties and he chose not yeah. to i think they were okay. begging him uh, uh, like cd project red, red, red was trying to was you know trying to insist on it too <laughs> yeah i bet yeah cuz that is definitely a, i feel like it's definitely a good deal for like the company usually up front mm-hmm. and but it can be like a, an amazing deal for like you know the content creator or whatever on the back end but you just got to have the foresight to say that that potential is there so mm-hmm. yeah well anyways next up ubisoft or ubisoft whichever way we want to pronounce it um doing cross-platform for all their player versus player games Oh, that's very, yeah. very interesting. They're, they're taking that path. I think it's a good move. I honestly, I'm not surprised at all. Like, I, I always thought that, like, you know, we everybody, I think, we was always pretty frustrated about like the fact that we didn't have cross-platform play 
um, I think for the longest time. And I kind of figured as soon as it started becoming acceptable, it was going to snowball. Like, I, I feel like almost like the the only reason it didn't exist before was because, you know, Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo didn't want to play ball. Yeah. And like, I'm sure the developers didn't I think the person care. that opened the floodgates was Microsoft, right? Yeah. Yep. That, yeah, I just figured it was going to be floodgates open. Now everybody's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah we always wanted to do cross-platform play. So why not? Uh, I think Sony was the most mean? resilient one. They like yep. they're they're very late in the game with crossplay, but I think with Call of Duty, it everybody like all the other uh, companies were monetize, monetizing that to see if would would it actually be a success. And Call of Duty made six hundred million dollars in three days, so that's what and that's like the biggest launch Call of Duty launch for that generation. So. They're is that like official now? It's the biggest yeah. one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing about it, other people, Ubisoft, like, we want that paper, paper, too. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I would see Rainbow Six going to be cross-plat. I'm going to be upset because, not ups- happy, but upset because I'm, it's happy because I can be able to play with people cross-platform. Upset because I tripled, well, I double-dipped. And then I got it as a gift. So I have it on all my platforms. So, but maybe for Honored, any new PvP title they're going to have in the future, most likely will have crossplay. If not, they're not going to be making no money. Because crossplat and mobile games is going to be the next wave, I'm telling you. So. Wait, so are they trying to bring cross platform to existing games or they're just talking about for a future? Um, existing. Existing, really? Okay. Dude, that's a lot. All, I think that's a lot. Of, that's a big engineering job. That has to be. <laughs> that's why I would think, I would assume they would just do future, but yeah, that has to be a lot of work to like somehow figure out I think how to add it backwards. Do, I think they're going to do Rainbow Six Siege first and For Honor. They're going to try those out. Do people play For Honor on console? Man, that game is trash. It's I don't think it's trash. I, I had fun playing. It's just kind of hard. Unless you get addicted to it, it's kind of hard to play it long term. Oh, my God. <sighs> you must have just got your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, this is trash. <laughs> I played it. I, I didn't like I didn't like the blocking mechanics with the right the, uh, with the left thumbstick. That shit oh. was bothering me. Yeah. That was bothering me. It was fun to play with, like, friends. Like, me, Zeldrick, and Sharpie all played it. At least... I think it was at least the beta or something like that. We all played together and that was super yeah. fun. But I mean, yeah, for me, it was like, I was like, oh, it's, it, I feel like this is this is all the game had to offer. So exactly. That's what I'm saying. Unless you're really into it, like long term is probably not going to hold up. It's just the same thing over and over. I mean, it felt but it's very stuck tug of war. Was that was that the right mm-hmm. game? Yeah, yeah, okay. that's the right game. Yeah, there was one game mode that was essentially tug of war. Yeah, exactly. Um, but this is I think this will be. I mean, I guess, yeah, it probably won't necessarily make them more money, at least if they kind of redo all of these current games. In the future, I'm sure it will, because I know definitely, just in general, there's a lot of instances where I know people where they're like, I'm not going to play this game because everybody I would play it with is on another console. So, I mean, I'm sure in the future it'll lead to more sales if, like, you know, you can do the cross-platform play. But I don't know. I'm just looking at, like, the 
the current titles, like if you're talking about Rainbow Six Siege and For Honor and Brawlhalla, I feel like you already have the people that are going to be playing it. They're already playing it. It'll just maybe just like bolster the number of online players. Like really old games too, like the that multiplayer uh, Splinter Cell game. No. (laughs) They say in the article right here: Rainbow Six Siege, For Honor, Tom Clancy's The Division Two, and Ghost Recon Break Breakpoint, and Brawlhalla. Yeah. Um, they're not gonna go back further than this. Like about the crew, their main. No. no. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're gonna focus on the games that are like good on good for them now. Yeah. Current, and then move forward with it. Okay. Okay. Now that makes a lot of sense. I was like, man, that's a lot of engineering work. If it's like you know all their old ass games too. But good for them. Hopefully, this will keep continuing uh let's see what what is this terminator i don't know anything about this was that you zeldrick that was me yeah um, <laughs> terminator terminator resistance they have preview videos um uh immediately when i saw like that they were making a terminator uh game i was like ah this i don't know about it being good but then like i like i think it was yeah this week they let uh they released a preview videos a 10 minute video of like the intro of like the first mission and then like a two minute like trailer for the gameplay yeah um and uh, we've talked about this before even like earlier on this podcast about like movie uh, movies with games and like trying to make one to the other and vice versa and stuff like that um now i mean show of hands uh who uh likes the terminator like i mean as a series or like that has liked some of the movies one and two i think that's about it yeah yeah like terminator i feel like the terminator is kind of weird in the sense that like it's a really cool concept but just thinking about how does it translate to a game seems a little bit weird and just in general, I don't know how you would do it effectively, considering all the enemies kind of look the same. Unless you have, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger style T-800 that you have to, like, get away from this one guy. If you're, like, trying to deal with Judgment Day. All I can think of is that old arcade shooter with, like, where you had the actual gun and you were just shooting, like, the Terminator robots. I'm like, literally every enemy is going to just look the same. Well, um, I mean, for Terminator Resistance, it's in the future. It's in well, I, I'm the one that you sent 2025. The, uh, the link for that one's in the what is that after? When what is it after? It, no, it's the it's the future. Like it's 2025. Like the like, um, in Terminator One and Two, there or Terminator One, it's like the T800 comes back. Oh, yeah, back in time to kill Sarah Connor. Yeah, yeah, yeah but this, but he came from the future. Sure. Of 2025. Oh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I was thinking of in terms of... Uh, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I was just saying, yeah. like, the t- the robot part, if you're in the future where there's the war, how do you make it interesting if it's, like, theoretically the robots all kind of look the same? I don't think the... Like, that in itself doesn't dumb down the entire gameplay experience. Okay. Like, the fact that like, you're just shooting at a whole bunch of T-800s, I mean, I... I would assume that they're not just going to do that and they're going to add in like different types of enemies. Well, yeah, I saw there was like a little spider robot thing in the video you sent. So it's obviously not just the walking robots. So I feel like that with the premise 
and the execution of like what to do for a Terminator game, a, a game that's based off of a movie series and, and the story of it, like what they have is a good concept and it's a first person shooter, like story based. And that's fine. Like the point I really actually want to make is that it was the wrong studio to do it. And I'm not like harping on the studio at all. Um, like I think that like they're as publishing reef entertainment is doing it. Like they've published really good games. Their development has been this one Rambo and then like something else. It was a Rambo game. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I exactly. remember that game. Exactly. <laughs> so I feel like we're almost there. I think we're almost there where like a game that's based off of a movie is like we're going to have a a good one. We're we're going to and I'm just bummed that for Terminator for the like Dark Fate coming out or it's actually out now. Um like I know that they're doing this whole thing but it's just with Terminator, there's just so many missed opportunities and like this one opportunity to have a like a good game. It's just it's almost there. It's like 75 percent, 75 percent of the way there of like it could be good. I saw there was like a little bit of uh, I don't know how much that was supposed to play into the actual gameplay of it, but it seemed like there was like a little bit of uh, um little bit of like choices you could make that seem like they might impact things kind of like um oh jesus christ what's the what's the sci-fi game where you could become a specter mass effect mass effect yeah Yeah. um but that'd be i mean that'd be really cool if somehow the game could change based on those decisions i thought like the main character was talking to a little boy and you could either like tell him to man up or you could like try to be nice to him or whatever when he said he didn't want to go with you and that'd be cool if it was like that, where it actually impacted what yeah. happened in the game. That'd be that'd be pretty cool for like a Terminator game. That would be really cool. Um, and I, I actually want to make oh, like an amendment. I, like, it, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I I know I titled it wrong, like the wrong studio to do it. Like, I don't think it was the wrong studio to do it. I think it's just it needs more production value. And more production time. I mean, definitely based on those videos, I would say it definitely needs more time and more value because it just kind of looked boring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like for the premise, like set into the like the war between humans versus Terminators and then the type of game that it is. Do you agree like those were in the right direction? I see that. Yeah, it's a really cool universe like to to be in. And I'm sure there's like plenty of freaking content to make story from. So yeah, it's definitely like it definitely seems. I see what you're saying. It's, it's kind of like on the right track, but it kind of seems like they're falling short already. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I this goes along with um Alien Isolation, like Alien Isolation. They they did it very well, and it was in the right direction. Um. And I feel like I'm not sure about the production value of it, but like it, it obviously had enough time and care put into it to be a really, really good game. So, um, 
I don't know. I, I just I kind of want to bring like it up. A, a game based on a movie, right? Yeah, that's yeah. a game based off of a movie fr- okay. franchise. So we got at least um, one. Yeah, we got at least we got one. We got him, boys. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I I I just think that this should be given a glance at least um, to say that like we're almost there. So. I might want to nice. pitch in a little bit on this. So, yeah, yeah, um, I remember I didn't play or buy it, but Rambo, I just remember it being really bad. Where's where? Yeah. What console would that have been on? Major platform. Was it a PC game? PC. Oh, it was. It was on everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, and <laughs> was it Sylvester Stallone Rambo, or was it just like generic Rambo? <sighs> Let's just <laughs> <laughs> doesn't really matter. I don't think it really matters. Yeah, I think like it, it has yeah. infinite spawn. Well, I, I mean, I guess what the reason I was asking was just more so like, was it supposed to be a licensed game or was it just kind of like here's a game that just happens to be? I don't action, remember. It was you know, it was quite a while ago that I saw. Okay, but anyways, so uh, what I think? Do you think Terminator should have been like a boss battle game? Mm. what's an example of a boss battle game? well shadow of the colossus like that is that what yeah kind of like you know you're you're just playing against one other entity hmm. we're like the only battle is a big monumentous battle yeah. like you know you against another one or maybe like a, a team-based boss battle type of thing instead of it being like you know an actual you know guided you know map or anything like that I okay, so I I will say this, and I'm gonna roll with it. Um, yes, I like if it was a game. Take Monster Hunter, actually. Like if it was a game that was like Monster Hunter, but like it was you and like a couple other uh, of friends, or just by yourself, and you went up against a Terminator. Well, uh, like one walking Terminator. It's like not doesn't look all that threatening, and and sure. put into that type of scope. But I guess that that could be a, something that would work too. Hmm. What do you think, Lady Infamous? Um, based on the gameplay that I've been watching for the Terminator, um, it's okay. It looks, it looks, it, it looks like it got potential. Will I get a day one? No. Um, most likely this game will be on Day Pass. Most likely. <laughs> I'm okay, then I'll play it. Terminator is a good movie, but I don't know how it's going to... Like, the Terminator series as a the movie as a unit. I, I enjoyed those movies. Not not the one with Christian Bale in it. Not, not that one. Um, I just... it's a, I just don't... I don't want them to fuck up with the franchise with some games. Well, I mean, they've already fucked up the franchise with a whole bunch of movies I'll first. I they might be a little bit behind the first on that one. one the second <laughs> so one, all the and James the Cameron third ones. One. That's the that's well, that he did those first three. The first two, three, yeah, I think it's three. I could be wrong. I don't know, man. It it looked like a B-rated game to me, but it's okay. Somebody's gonna mess with it. I mean, what would you what would you imagine as those like boss battles? Like, what would well, be I mean, like, like they could have made like ship a, or something, yeah, like a single Terminator having like multiple type of you know phases with certain abilities and stuff like that. 
but you are kind of thinking like Shadow of the Colossus where there's just like a set of them and you go through or, you know, yeah. there might be some exploration or some kind of traveling or whatever to get to them, but or if you more play, just like centered around fighting. Yeah, I mean, if you played like Destiny, like the raid uh, content. What, like a raid? Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. Do you, see, do, do you see, and then it's just, you know, the boss battle without any of the things in between. Okay. Like, do, do, do you hmm, see what see I'm that. saying? Like it has like but I mean, they still have like, they still have, you, have to, you still have like plenty of like actual... It's not story, but you know, plenty of actual like uh, encounters to deal with before you hit the boss. It's not like in Destiny; it's literally just fight a yeah, boss. Yeah, no, no, no. But that, this is what. But what I'm saying is like it's like Destiny without the you know encounters. You're saying take it out, yeah, take it out, and then just have it be like you fight yeah, and the then big guy. the whole focus <laughs> is just the boss battle. Like the development time spent is just the boss battles. Therefore, like they can do so much with the boss battle. I mean, that'd be interesting. I don't know if I've seen that game before. That'd be an interesting approach. I still would be kind of wary of like, at some point, unless you're fighting like those robots, like is it even a Terminator game anymore? If you're like taking out the encounters and you're fighting big robot boss, I don't even know if it's Terminator anymore. Yeah, I mean, then again, like based on there's this uh, this company's history, right? Like, well, I guess most games are starting <laughs> to feel that way. That um, that if you just if it's just like a like a level with just bad guys with you know and you're just riling through them like if there if there's yeah, just so much boring. of that it can get kind of yeah it can get kind of boring right sure so i'm i'm, I'm so what i'm saying is like maybe they should put like they should just focus on like a boss battle well i mean yeah. i think this is kind of why i'm like i was saying i don't know if uh like when I just when I think about it from a bigger, like from an overhead perspective, it seems like it's really hard to execute on a Terminator game, because like despite the fact that the future part of it is very interesting, I think the most interesting part of it is always like the present, but just the present where you have like a Terminator that got sent back and you're trying to survive. Like I think that would be an interesting game. I don't know how to I don't know how well it could be executed, but like if you were you had to somehow survive a Terminator pursuing you in the present, like a just relentlessly pursuing you Terminator. I don't know how, you know, I don't know how long of a game that could last before you're like, all right, this just feels like, you know, Mirror's Edge or something, but... Um, well, I mean, Alien Isolation kind of did it, <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had a xenomorph or, yeah, you know, take it like levels. Alien Isolation, where it's just like, you no, know, like, there actually has... It's not just shoot, 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 shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, I mean, what? I, I, I mean, we're just we're just hypothetically speaking of like what they should do <laughs> at this point. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I think like Zeldrick <laughs> said, they they kind of screwed up quite a bit with this, you know, with the Terminator movies. So I'm honestly not that surprised that this kind of looks bland. But it would be nice if you know. People, if they did put a little bit more effort into it and, and said, like, we need this to be bigger and more, like, badass. Because I bet you you could get, like, a really good Terminator game out of it. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean... It's probably possible. When we talk, if we're talking movies, like, this, the one that just came out, what, a few days ago? James Cameron's the one that's screenwriting and producing it, so it might be good. I mean, that's probably a glowing example of, like, the production value. When you watch the trailer for that... 
it's just like explosion shot explosion face blown off explosion like you know what i mean it looks like it's going to be an exciting movie whether or not it's good that's a whole different story but i think that's kind of telling like zeldrick was saying that like you look at this video and it's like it's supposed to be terminator and it just looks boring it looks like almost nothing's happening you're just like Couple pot shots at a little walking thing, then you meet somebody and you talk so to them. Like walk out. It's a couple pot shots at another little walking thing. It's like <laughs> the one thing I want to mention about like because I'm going back to production value is that, um, like when somebody gets shot by like a laser rifle, it just looks like it just sparks like go off of them. <laughs> it's, there's no blood and or anything like that. It's just it's it's kind of like just this weak poof, and then they fall over it's like uh all right well can That's you guys thing. think of you know based on what they have right now can you guys think of a game where you're like they should take some cues from this game if they're gonna like not necessarily starting from scratch but take what they have up the production value try to like give it more time and more effort what game do you think they should use as like a uh just something to look at and be like, I'm inspired by this game based on what we're trying the to do. The first Modern Warfare and the first, um, and, and World, what was that? World at night? No, um, the one with another sniper one that happened in World War. Oh, like, oh, you're talking about like the the ghillie suit type levels? Yeah, or, yeah, like the sniper missions, like the, like from the, yeah, old, yeah. The, 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 there was two games with the sniper missions. Right? I think it was one and two, Modern Warfare one and two. I'm no, this, sure. I think this, the other one was like, it's based off of what do you call it? That other movie, um, that World War two movie. What was it called with Jude Law? Oh, what was that sniper World movie War. with Jude Law? Um, God, hold on. Let me look it up. Jaw sniper <laughs> movie. Um, I mean, are you? Are oh, you enemy kidding? at the gates is the question. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, that was never seen. Yeah, okay. Like, remember that? Is the question? Remember that? Like... Uh, that that part where you were fighting against another sniper in in Call of Duty. Yeah. Yes. It's like at least one mission in every game. That's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that <laughs> was another cool. sniper. I love that. Huh. Like, because it's not like a traditional shooter at that point. Okay. Um, in terms of like what games they should take inspiration from, are you talking about like production value or well, like I'm saying what it like, should look like or the level design? What are you talking well, about? I'm just saying like as a person who kind of knows the content of like Terminator, and you kind of, you know, you might have some kind of idea in your head of like this is what I should feel when I'm playing a Terminator game. Is there like another game where you're like, I kind of got the feeling I was expecting kind of similar it's like to me i guess i imagine terminator is going to be a lot more shooting explosions maybe like probably some hiding maybe kind of along the lines with sharpie was saying with the sniper missions because you know the terminators are kind of this overwhelming force but any game where you're like yeah this kind of captured what i would expect from like the vibe of a terminator game similar type Hmm. of similar style of game maybe i would Hmm. say um wolfenstein Hmm. I, I could actually see that. That's actually a good call. I don't. I'm. I'm not sure why. Like my then my first thought for the draw inspiration from is Killzone Liberation. Actually, that's, that's a that's great a call. call. Yeah. <laughs> that's a great yeah. call, dude. That's, yeah. I didn't play yeah, the Wolfenstein, right. the recent Wolfenstein game, so I can't really say. Anything. Wait, which one did you say? Wolfenstein? What? You didn't say the first, the most recent one, right, Lady Infamous? Uh. 
I think she stepped away. So, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, um, what was the recent she, one? Was it like Brotherhood or well, something like that? Or no, that that was Young Blood. That Blood, was the co-op the one. one. But yeah, the, yeah, yeah. um, but as far as for main franchise, um, Wolfenstein Two, the old Colossus, I think. Hmm. Oh, you know what um, I thought might be good too is um, Metro. Oh, like the yeah. Metro series, yeah. That I feel like that's actually some pretty good examples where you could probably get like. Again, the idea isn't to mimic the game exactly, but you could be like, oh, yeah, this is like establishing a similar type world. I actually really like freaking uh, Killzone. That's a great example. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that's the first Killzone. Do you know when this game's supposed to be out? The second Killzone I didn't really like. The second Killzone that what? I didn't really like the second Killzone because I felt like I had to do like 10 headshots just to kill one guy. Yeah, I mean, that probably is a Terminator, though. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Yeah, but there are, like, humans in that game, right? Do you, uh, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. Hellgast or whatever yeah. whatever you call them. Um, how, do you guys know, when is this game supposed to be out? Is it, September like, 20th. Wait, this year? Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. But... Yeah, I guess, yeah, that definitely sounds they like they might need quite a bit more time. Yep. No, I'm sorry, December the 10th. That's somebody's birthday. I mean, birthday. it's still December. That's like, you know, that's, yeah, a little bit over birthday. a month yeah. away. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, yo, I, I'm, I'm telling you, Game Pass, watch. Game you know what's free. <laughs> I'm telling you. So you know what's funny? Like, I'm looking at uh, the actual website. It's supposed to be released in Europe this month, in November. <laughs> really? Jeez. Yeah. Wow. I, wow. I didn't know you were gonna get like that over some release dates. Achieve. <laughs> this game does not look like ready. Yeah. It doesn't look ready. It doesn't look like it's coming out this month for sure. How much is like, it gonna be? Sixty like, bucks. It's probably gonna be. Yeah, it's price. gonna be free in like a month and a half. <laughs> Somebody's gonna be giving that away super quick. Man, yeah. Game Pass Ultimate. Bad oh. money. Bad mo- I bet you spring, summer, I'm be playing Terminator Resistance. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, um, it's not going to release on Game Pass Ultimate because I think Microsoft's probably going to try to keep more high-profile things that people are hyped about coming out like day one. So you're saying it's going to be trash and Xbox only? I mean, <laughs> I can't say it's going to be trash. I can say it looks like it's going to be trash, <laughs> and I'm guessing that Microsoft probably would notice that <laughs> so they might be like later on as games with gold here's a free copy but it's not going to be i doubt they're going to be like oh guys our new one of our newest games coming to games like uh to game pass is going to be terminator and then they show that footage it's like no they're not gonna all right that. you'll be surprised so, you'll be surprised <laughs> um so okay uh actually i want to make a, a an edit the developer is Tayon, and the publisher is reef entertainment now, okay. th- so this this is what we would define as Eurojank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember we had a discussion we about had this Eurojank. Discussion. Yes, we, I remember because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> okay, <laughs> now I got a good idea what it is. Yeah. Right. Right. So so yeah. So let's let's end the let's end all everything here. Let's all end it with what everybody's going to be doing for the rest of the week and where we can find you. Wants to go first. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I'm just gonna stop making promises. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm just gonna say like, uh, <laughs> if y'all want to check me out, just follow me at twitch. 
TV slash unsheathed P U N S H E A T H E D P. And you'll know when I go live, I'm not going to promise I'm going to go live at any point. So, um, that's about it. What about you guys? Um, I'll be playing more of the Call of Duty campaign this week and the Death Stranding on the weekends. You can check me out at lady underscore infamous 415 on Twitch. And thank you guys for stopping by. Appreciate it. Uh, I, uh, I'll be playing, uh, more Dead Space 2 this week until Death Stranding comes out. Um, and then that's what I'll be playing. Uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash Zeldrick. And on Twitter, at Zeldrick. And I am Jay Sharpie. You can find, uh, and I'll be finishing up Valkyria Chronicles 4. And if I happen to do so before Death Stranding comes out, I might as, I think I might find So we all going to play Death Stranding on Friday? I was going to say, <laughs> I, well, I think the whole world's going to be playing it on Friday, basically. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the whole world's going to be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a million people with one person watching them each. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> well, um, maybe this uh, next podcast we'll have a death well, screening. I mean, I was gonna say, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, you'll yeah. be surprised on how um, cooperative that game is going to be, like indirectly, um, yeah, indirectly cooperative. Not like you're going to be hmm. playing with okay. each other, but you're going to be some sort of with, interaction, like, with talking to each other about it and stuff. You know, Dark Souls, kind of like that. Do they have that? Well, really? like you know, it's like yeah. you know, like you just leave messages everywhere and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. okay, gotcha. But anyways, that is it for... Th- Actually, real quick, real quick, dude, you didn't say your channel name. Oh, I said that in the beginning. Oh, well, okay, fine. Now that you just interrupted It's twitch.tv yeah. slash Sharpie. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> that is it for this week. We will see you guys next week.